Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the opening line. We are your host, Wits and Roz. Hope you enjoyed last week's with our buddy Lada. Wits, how you doing today? It is July, so you know what that means here at the opening line. You do know what that means, but uh, I'm pumped, Roz. We are 30 minutes from tip-off, game two of the NBA Finals. Um, my love-hate relationship with the Bucks continues. Uh, they look pretty bad in game one on the defensive side of the ball, but talk a little bit about the breakdown um yeah and we've got a very special special episode today it's the start of our favorite time of the year fantasy football time it is the fantasy football breakdowns we break down the positions for the next couple of weeks on the show gets us into mid-august which is just right around the corner from actual draft um it's been a year wits right if you go back if you listen to the show there's a lot of shit talking on somebody's behalf they finished one in eleven, one in twelve, whatever you may be. I finished a modest nine and four. Had a good year. Didn't close in the postseason like I was supposed to. It's been a, it's been a tough road in the postseason. We don't fire anybody. No one's getting fired in the internal team here. We're gonna come back full season ahead of us. Um, an extra game, extra game for the boys. That's a new thing to think about for fantasy football this year. We're all getting one more week of fantasy football. Um, but uh, let's just say. We start with the most important part of a team on a given Sunday. And a part that I think Xander will have to retract his last year's statement about and start to give a little bit more credit in this league because it was partly this, this position's fault why Xander's team went 1-12. So, Witt, we know your stance on quarterbacks, but it sounds like it needs to change a little bit. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know if it needs to change, but, you know, I was thinking about last year. Um, I was completely right on the guy who I wanted, but the fact that I talked about him on the show and one of our buddies happened to listen in and take him right before I was going to, it was Aaron Rodgers. All right. He fit the perfect mold of what I was looking for. Um, a guy who won the MVP and I thought he was going to have a huge year and he did, but got taken, I think three picks before me. Um, but those are always the type of guys I'm looking to be fair where credit is due for you is it wasn't around it sounded like you were ready to make the move 
and he just he just got picked three picks before you. It's not like he was taken four rounds before. I will say people like the Patrick Mahomes and the Josh Allens of the world. I think they are worth evaluating up there, um, depending on what's left on the board for you. Um, but the sit and wait for a quarterback, I, I don't think is totally out there, but it shows you that you do like last year's circumstances, especially for you and for me to begin the season, because me and you both were in the same position. We waited. I don't think we drafted a quarterback till after the ninth round. If I didn't land Justin Herbert off of free agency, my team might've been in some serious trouble. I mean, you're going up against a guy most weeks in fantasy where his quarterback's at least going to get you 20 to 25 points, which is a big chunk of change in the ultimate or in the total amount of points each week. Right. And this is kind of going back to our league. I say it every year and I hate to be on the soapbox, but I really would like to try out a two quarterback league. (laughs) (laughs) You you weren't good enough with one quarterback. I don't know what you, how are you going to be good enough for two? No, I I just think it changes the entire strategy because I mean, you look at the top two or three guys, I would say are probably in a tier by themselves looking at Mahomes, Allen, you want to throw in Lamar Jackson, Prescott. but I think in a two quarterback league, you know, where 20 quarterbacks are going to be starting every week, every quarterback is going to be taken up, but in a 10 team league, one quarterback, um, kind of like what happened to you, Roz. I mean, it wasn't the end of the world. You happen to pick up a guy who had a phenomenal rookie year through for 30 touchdowns. Didn't end up hurting you that much, but I think the, the two quarterback strategy, which is a league I've never done before. So I, I can't say what it's like. I think that makes things a lot more interesting though. Um, because in this league, you know, looking at a guy like Aaron Rodgers last year, he was the, the perfect the perfect storm. I think won eight or ninth round, whereas Mahomes, uh, Lamar Jackson went, I think, the third or the fourth. So, you know, yeah, we got an interesting year here. A couple guys at the top. I don't know if I necessarily agree with rankings-wise, but we will, uh, yeah, we're going to break them all down for you. Yeah, we will. And I'm curious about what rankings you have. I've got two sites up. I've got Yahoo, because that's our home base. You know, give credit where credit is due. That's the home base for the um, KMML. KMML, it's a tongue twister. That's the Kevin Marsh Memorial League. We're going on our seventh season. Um, congratulations to Lee Rubin. Give him a shout on, on Instagram. I don't even know if he has one, but I'm going to assume it's Lee hyphen Rubin. Um, but we, I'm on Yahoo just to see average picks because you know there are people in the world, that these people drive Wits and I crazy, who are already drafting, have their teams already picked. They already know what they're going in with pre training camp, which never makes any sense to me. But I, you know, at the age of 13, hyped. The instant I saw fantasy football was back open, I would open it up and start doing a bunch of drafts. So I, I totally get it. But this is going to give us some the average pick and round they're going. And then I've got a regular tier. Let's start. Because they are grouping them in tiers. And right now, top tier, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, and Dak Prescott. They fill out tier one. Um, I think Mahomes a given which I mean this guy this guy could throw for 60 touchdown passes especially with the added game the guy is he's a he's probably a for sure lock for your next 15 fantasy football seasons yeah I would agree I think but uh, out of but out of our range I would say the way I, the way me and you draft yeah out of my range just because I I would never it's not to say that I would never take Patrick Mahomes but I would never take him early enough in our type of league just because that's me personally, I, I just don't believe in it, just the way that our league sets up. Um, I think using a third, sometimes maybe even second round pick on a guy like Patrick Mahomes, while he's great, um, I think if you can hit on a great running back, 
or a great receiver in round two or three, just how our league is set up. I think you're setting yourself up in a much better position down the road, but you know, nothing, nothing to be sad about if Patrick Mahomes. Ends no. Up and I ask you this every year, just because I, because I think about it too. Where, where would you, where, if Patrick Mahomes fell to a certain place, where, where is the beginning place for you to take him? Because so what the average is right now is he's 13.4. So that's literally just the turnaround at round two is where we're seeing Patrick Mahomes go. He's close to being a first round pick by average. What point would you take him? Because there's a part of me that like, I see him there. If I'm flipping around with the one and he's there in the third round, I can consider it. And the fourth round is a no brainer for me. That's my thought process. Yeah, I was thinking fourth round as well. I just, I don't see a scenario like that ever happening with, you know, eight or nine other guys drafting. But yeah, I think fourth round, um, for me, my goal is I want to get at least one stud running back, two receivers, or, you know, flip around in the first three rounds. Because those are really the positions, I think, that win you the league at the end of the day. Um, I mean, look at Alvin Kamara and Stefan Diggs was a, was a league winner last year. Well, close to. <laughs> yeah, league winner. Um, and the same guy actually picked Aaron Rodgers as well. So shout out to Tommy. Uh, made some great picks. Um, and those are really the type of picks that I think win you the league at the end of the day. But, yeah, I would say fourth round for me, Roz. But I just don't see that scenario happening. And then after Mahomes, I know we're going to get into it here. But I mean, and, but I'm, I'm glad you're leading into it because that's what I wanted to talk about. Fourth round for Mahomes, but is there anybody like that for you that you, if you see them there this year in the fourth round, the averages right now, again, very early average skews here. Um, Josh Allen, end of the third round. We've got Kyler Murray going in the fifth. Lamar Jackson in the fifth, Dak Prescott in the sixth. That that wraps out tier one. Honest to God, that's almost a good sign, in my opinion. The way me and you draft, I'll tell you, because you're you're listening to me. It's a good sign, because if I see those guys going late like that, it pushes back that second tier, which is usually the the rounds I want, especially with my boy Justin Herbert, who no longer will be this rookie, but will be somebody – People want to add to their fantasy team this year in the draft. He will not be a free agent for me. But what do you think about the rest of that top tier? Do you do you agree that you would take anybody in that fourth round spot if they were sitting there? I feel like Josh Allen's the closest due to how good he is with his legs and how many rushing touchdowns he usually accounts for in a given season. Yeah, Roz, I'm kind of low on that first tier of guys, um, just relative to how I look at the draft. Because for me, I mean – Josh Allen, I love him, right? I traded for him last year to try to save my season. He didn't do it, but it wasn't his fault. But, you know, Josh Allen, he had such a great year. It's hard for me to take a guy coming off the best year of his career by far, especially at the quarterback position when when I look down the board in between like 6 and 14, I see a bunch of guys who I'd have no problem taking five rounds later, right? And I think I could get a better expected value out of their season. So Josh Allen, I love him, but I can't help but think there's going to be a little regression there. And then I would say the same thing about Kyler Murray as well. Um, that was a big topic of debate last year. Also with uh, Tommy G, if he's listening right now, uh, the bet we made between Kyler and Lamar Jackson, Kyler actually ended up having a better year from a fantasy point perspective, um, which is something that I, I kind of predicted. I mean, he went from QB 12 to QB five last year. and does he finish in the top five? I think he's going to be right around there. I would say in between the three and the eight range. But 
just like Josh Allen, he, he had such a great year last year that I'm, he's not really a guy I want to reach for. Um, and then I would say that the guy I'm lowest on out of these, out of these top tier guys, Roz, is Lamar Jackson. I hate to say it, but I think the passing. Um, You've never been a Lamar guy, to be never fair. Never a Lamar guy, but I, I'm a huge Lamar fan. But fantasy, I've never really been a Lamar guy. For me, as a quarterback, I, I want a guy who's chucking the ball all over the place. And Lamar Jackson, as good as he is on the ground, really isn't that guy for me. And you know, although he's got a great floor because the rushing attack, that's a guy for me I, I think is eventually going to get hurt um, in some way, shape, or form, which is not something I really want to deal with at the quarterback position. And that leads me into the end of the top tier, Dak Prescott. <laughs> um, was a big part of my uh, fantasy depression last year. Took him in a league with my dad. He was our top pick. But quite a sample uh, size while he was in those short two games he played. Yeah. So he was the number one fantasy quarterback through the first two games. Most yards. Right. And you have to think this year, Roz, like if Dak Prescott finished as the number one quarterback, I don't think I'd be surprised. Would you? No. I wouldn't. I think that team needs to air the ball anyways. I think that team defensively didn't improve that much. So there's going to be a lot of scoring to be had, and especially in the NFC East. I know it's a slobber knocker usually. I mean, Chase Young coming up for you from the football team. You imagine those defenses are going to punch each other in the mouth. But I just see a year in which Dak Prescott could is able to air it out, and I think he's kind of a dark horse to break that passing yards record. I know everyone thinks it's Mahomes. I, I got to tell you, for Dak, not I don't believe in Dak – as a Super Bowl winner, but as a fantasy quarterback, I've said time and time again, the guy airs it out no matter what, no matter if he's missing or not, he's putting these balls up. And it's hard to argue with the fact that he has Gallup, CD Lamb, and Amari Cooper catching balls for him. It's pretty insane wide receiver core. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely have to see. I wanted to shoot back to Josh Allen for a second. Um, I want to make the claim that Josh Allen has a better season than Patrick Mahomes. We're going to do the fantasy football thing. I think that, your idea of a regression is a little off. I just, I want to go into it a little bit here. This team only got better on the offensive line in the receiving core, adding Emmanuel Sanders. There, he progressed even better throughout the season because his connection with Stephon Diggs became so viable. So I think, in actuality, I think Josh Allen breaks 40 touchdown passes this year. I think for a man who had eight rushing touchdowns, I can I see it in that ballpark again. I think he breaks the 500 yards on the ground mark. Um, and he threw for 4,500 yards. Give him the extra game. He's pushing the 5,000 mark. And I think I think Josh Allen's going to be one of those quarterbacks that I'm upset I didn't draft. But next year I'm having that same conversation being like, hey, Wits, would you take – is with the fourth round being the earliest you take a quarterback, would you do it? And I think you'll say yes. Because I think Josh Allen, much like Patrick Mahomes, um, one is going to be a Super Bowl contender at some point. I still think he's a little bit behind Mahomes. I know that's tough to say since they're around the same age, but Mahomes has got a lot. And then two, I think Josh Allen's one of those fantasy quarterbacks we're going to have, just like Mahomes, for a ten-year or for a decade stretch. That's just going to be quintessential to championship teams, um, unless you build your team the correct way around without having a quarterback. But we'll see. I'm a big fan of Josh Allen for sure. Um, and coming out of the first tier, he might be my favorite. So, yeah, I, I could see it. And, and the one knock. I have for, for Josh Allen. Um, I love Buffalo. I think they're a great team. And with the fantasy quarterback, and I, I would say this is the main difference between a Josh Allen and, his, and a Dak Prescott. Um, I think Dallas is a much worse team. And when you get in those scenarios where 
Dallas, although they were scoring 40 points a game, they were also giving up like 45. So that's one thing I do like to see if I'm taking a quarterback, a guy who you know is going to just be chucking it up because there is no other option. So with Buffalo, you know, as they continue to get better, and I, I love Sean McDermott, what he's done with the Bills, you know, as this team gets better and, you know, plays some weaker competition, I mean, that that is where I think you start to see teams take their foot off the gas a little bit just because they don't have to um, pass as much. And with how weak Buffalo's rushing attack was last year, I would, I would think that that's one area they're going to try to improve on. So Josh Allen, I love him. I just I don't see as much of the upside from a team perspective, whereas a guy like Dak Prescott, um, I mean, if you're giving up 35, 40 points a game, there's no other choice but to chuck the ball all over the field, which I think they're going to do this year. We'll see if we talk wits into drafting Dak Prescott. I feel like there's a good shot. He, we get a little table reach come draft day. Um, second the, tier. The nervous selection. The nervous selection. Second tier, not as many players. Only three on this website. Russell Wilson leading tier two, Justin Herbert and Aaron Rodgers. Interesting, right? Russell Wilson, who absolutely tailspinned for our, for our buddy Jared Rubin at the end of last year. Just that offense might have been the most prolific offense through the first five weeks of any NFL season. And then Seattle just fell through the roof. Now you got Justin Herbert and Aaron Rodgers there. Aaron Rodgers, funny enough, this is, this is what I like to see because the respect isn't there. And I wonder if this is because we're not sure where he's playing yet. He's going to be a Green Bay Packer. That's where his season's going to be. Um, but him being in this tier, again, keeps him off of people's radar early, gets him maybe to fall again where we want him to fall. And Justin Herbert, this concerns me because this does, he is now higher up here. And this is a guy that somebody could reach for say seventh or sixth round again, maybe a round or two before I really want to take a quarterback. Um, but I had to tell you, Wits, we're not even into tier three and I'm seeing this eight, these eight names we said, if I don't get one of these eights, I'm a little concerned for sure. And I know you're going to back yourself up when we get to the later tiers, but Herbert and Rogers are certainly the quarterbacks I want to target. Not so much just because of my bias for the Green Bay Packers. I would love to have Herbert again as my quarterback, but I'm seeing them go in round seven actually back-to-back picks these days are 61.6 and 61.7 is their average pick so we'll see I mean again maybe around too early for me maybe I give it up for Rodgers in the seventh he went in the ninth last year that would be uh that'll be something to see on draft day for sure yeah and Roz I don't really disagree with you on the statement about getting one of these top eight guys um when I look at tier three there's a couple guys that I really like and there's a couple guys that I don't like so you know looking at tier two I mean this is kind of right up my alley of where I'd be looking to take a quarterback and between these three guys I mean one of the reasons I think you do the draft later is perfect example is a guy like Aaron Rodgers because you know the later we get he's going to have to eventually make a decision here and no matter where he ends up you know I think Green Bay from a fantasy perspective probably the best spot for him. Um, you know, I think a couple of the other landing spots, I know people have talked about uh, Denver, which I, th- I think would make them an immediate Super Bowl contender. I think Denver actually has one of the best rosters in the NFL. Um, but Green Bay, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you saw what he did last year. He was the MVP of the league, um, looked exactly as good as he's ever been. So, I mean, if we find out that he is going to be back in Green Bay, that's a guy I would love to have because he didn't really show any signs of slowing down. 
Um, and looking at the other two guys, Justin Herbert, I don't really have any any take on him either way. I mean, I think he's going to be solid. I mean, he was awesome his rookie year. Um, we'll see how it goes with the new Chargers head coach, because as much as I hated Anthony Lynn, um, for you as a Justin Herbert owner, it did not end up working out too bad, right? I mean, the guy was unbelievable. So it'll be interesting to see. No, what I, and I would make the argument. He, he actually did hold him back. There were There were points to be had for me that were taken away for runs on fourth down, runs on third and six. Anthony Lynn was actually detrimental. That's why I got to tell you, if there was a year to buy into Justin Herbert's now because Anthony Lynn barely kept – they kept the ball out of Justin Herbert's hand. It didn't seem like often, but if you paid attention close to those games, the ball should have been in his hands just a bit more. Um, I think Anthony Lynn was an absolute detriment to his game. I think it only goes skyrocketing from here. I think Justin Herbert's going to catapult himself into that group of elite quarterbacks moving forward. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. And then Russell Wilson, um, I, I would say maybe the most polarizing fantasy quarterback out there right now. I mean, you look at, like you said, the start to last season um, is averaging like 35 points a game. And second half of the season, he was only averaging like 18. So, I mean, Russell Wilson, you know, the only guy who's thrown for 30 touchdowns the past four years, he's solid. He's great. But you don't want to be the guy holding him when he has a massive letdown in the second half. So I think Russell Wilson is, I would say, the most interesting out of that top eight. And then, Roz, as we move to tier three, I think this is where things get really interesting because you look at the top eight guys, you've got two teams who are going to need a quarterback. Um, I've got I would say two and a half guys that I like from this tier, but I'll let you start off. Um, looks like we got nine through 15. So, you know, take us through the third tier here. Yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts at nine. Um, again, a guy, I'm going to run through the list, but again, a guy who could lose his job. I understand you're on the other side of the Jalen Hurts coin. You think he's going to be really good and it's his team. It's going to be his team. You got Brady at 10, Tannehill at 11, Stafford at 12. Joe Burrow, 13, Matt Ryan, 14, Trevor Lawrence at 15. And I, 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 I got to give it an oof. I really do. I got to give an oof because Brady, I'm the most confident in Brady, right? The most weapons. The guy doesn't look like he's lost a step even at that age. Put up pretty insane numbers last year. But again, I don't really want a 45-year-old quarterback on my fantasy team. Ryan Tannehill, I'm telling you, please believe in me. The regression is coming. It is coming. This Tennessee Titans team is in some serious trouble. Wits is mad that they didn't address the, the defense. I think Tannehill isn't good enough to work with guys like A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. I think we're going to see a regression in Tennessee. Is there p- the potential for a ton of points? Absolutely. But the amount of times Derrick Henry carries the ball, it's going to wear on him. I think Ryan Tannehill will reset into the quarterback he was where he lost his starting job. I just don't have confidence in rolling out and being cocky about a team that's led by Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. Stafford, I, Stafford's the most interesting one on this one. I think me and you will have a conversation about that. We'll, I want to hold on to that. Burrow, again, don't know what happens. He had all the knee injuries. I'm hoping that, uh, I'm hoping that he's going to be okay. Matt Ryan, total regression. We've already seen it. The fact he's still in Tier 3 blows my mind. Trevor Lawrence, we haven't seen play. Burrow coming off the injury. Trevor Lawrence, we haven't seen play yet. I think they're listed a little bit high here. I know it's ter- Tier 3. They have to come in somewhere. But the, the biggest focus for me is Matt Stafford, and I'm kind of, kind of curious to hear what you have to say about these guys. I'm down on Matt Stafford. 
Are you down? Uh, you're down on him? Like you think this is? I've been hearing some stuff. I haven't been hearing much of anything, but I'm. I've been I, hearing I, some stuff. This guy. Look at his numbers, and now look at the look at the coach he's with and the team he's with. I'm th- from what I've heard, the big win is going to be the Rams and Stafford. I don't think it's enough to win a Super Bowl. Do I think they compete in the playoffs? Yeah, I think they shocked some people with some wins this year. I don't think I think you'll see Goff exposed in Detroit. I mean, that'll be easy. But don't sleep on Stafford. Let's put it in sleeper pick here. Roz is not going to be unhappy to have Stafford. I think there's going to be a lot of balls in the air and a lot of yards to be had, and a quarterback that's proving that he is a Hall of Fame quarterback, and he's just been on the wrong team for the last decade. Yeah, I just don't see it this year, Roz. I think. I think the Rams could be great. I think Stafford could be very good. But if we're looking at a fantasy perspective here, I don't see as much of the upside. Um, I love Sean McVay. He's got a lot more weapons. And I think the Rams are going to be great. But I think there's, there's probably 13 or 14 guys I'd rather have in front of Stafford. And one of those guys is, is Joe Burrow. Always a little scary taking a guy coming back off a massive knee injury like that. But you know, kind of, I don't want to say a freak thing that happened, but Joe Burrow was under siege for pretty much the entire year last year. I think Cincinnati did a little bit to address some of those concerns. Oh, oh did they? Also did got- they take Did they take the best lineman in the draft, or did they go with his college football teammate, wide receiver? I said, I said they did a little bit, not a lot. Um, and like you said, added, added a great receiver to the court. So I, I love Joe Burrow. I think he's going to throw for 35 touchdowns this year. Um, on a team that's, I think, going to be pretty bad again. You know, there's not, not a lot of love for the Bengals again, and I think Zach Taylor is very much on the hot seat. I think Joe Burrow is going to be solid. I, I see him finishing as the, as the 10th quarterback overall. So I think at 13 or 14, you're getting a little bit of value there. I do agree with you on Matt Ryan. There's just there's no bone in my body that wants to take him. No. I, think, I think we've definitely seen the regression. Um, and then Tom Brady at – I have a similar opinion as you. I, I love Brady, but I think there's just there's a lot of other guys I'd rather take in front of a guy who's 45. And one of those guys is Jalen Hurts. I'm I'm very high on Hurts this year. I loved what I saw. Um, I know a lot of people have have a different opinion, and like you said, might not even get the starting job. But I I think there's a lot of talent and a lot of upside there. And then Tannehill, I think, is appropriately ranked, um, even with a little bit of a you know little bit less efficiency last year he's still been a top 10 quarterback and you know said like 75 percent of his starts with the titans so adding julio jones i don't think hurts that um trevor lawrence i don't know he could be he could be awesome but just not not a guy i would take as my starting quarterback but a little bit different in our league you have to kind of keep things in perspective in a two quarterback league like that becomes trevor lawrence becomes very interesting right because kind of right in the middle tier there um, I think he'll be solid, you know, 25 touchdowns. Maybe he'll get to 30, but I'm going to say he won't have as good of a rookie year as Justin Herbert had last year. I don't. I mean, Herbert had a really good year. Yeah. Um, yeah, Stafford's definitely look for me. Hurts would. Uh, Hurts is going to hurt some fantasy teams, um, if you if you ask me. Uh, but quickly, Wits, you know, the month of June. Wow, they look at that. Bet Online's the one who flubbed it up. We're in July. They sent me an old thing. All right, the month of July is heating up. We've got the NBA Finals and everything going buck wild. we got Wits betting on the Bucks because he's never learned his lesson. Um, so there's tons of exciting sports action to be had, and Bet Online is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs, which 
just ended. Congrats to the Tampa Bay Lightning on winning the Stanley Cup. I didn't make any money off you. To baseball's marquee matchups, the Home Run Derby, and the All-Star Game. Um, you can find it all on Bet Online. Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So for the next tip off, face off, or pitch, head on over to betonline.com. Um, actually, it's dot ag um, and start playing today. Betonline, your online sports experts. Boo them. What a bad call to action. Um, all right. We are, uh, <laughs> I don't even care that they hear that. Uh, go check them out. Go put your bets on there, which is still the casino. It's never left. Um, now we get into an interesting zone, Wits, because I just saw some of these names. Uh, I don't think we need to address tiers anymore. I think we're the first three tiers were interesting. I think you can get most of the guys in tier three between rounds eight and 13 is what I was seeing by average. You know, there's some questions now. And it starts with Deshaun Watson, ends with Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. And you're kind of like, that's a lot of, there's a lot of fantasy points to be had when you look at some of these names. Yeah, there, there is a lot of fantasy points to be had. And, and to be honest, a lot of new faces in new places. Darnold in Carolina. You got Cam Newton. Not new face, but socially healthy. Jared Goff. Zach Wilson. Is Trey Lance going to be the starter? Ryan Fitzpatrick in Washington. Teddy Bridgewater. Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Yeah, we've got we've a got a lot. Here. A lot of uncertainty, I would say. The, I would say most years quarterbacks, you kind of know one through fifteen are the guys you're going to aim to get on the starting end. You want one of the top ten yearly, but there there could be a massive shakeup. I think it's interesting to look at. I mean, Derek Carr, Ben Roethlisberger, those guys have been put staying put. Jimmy Garoppolo, if he starts the same way, they're just not enough there for me. Roethlisberger looks like he can barely get the ball anywhere anymore. Um, his reaction time is so slow. Derek Carr has not progressed at all. And I think him and Gruden are going to split here shortly. Um, and then Garoppolo might just lose the job. But there are these question marks, a lot of question marks. I think I want, I do want to start with the Desha the Deshaun Watson stuff though, because there's been no progress made on that. There's a part of me that just thinks we're going to be Deshaun Watson-less uh, for 2021. Yeah, that, that's certainly what it looks like here, Roz. And, you know, with the top 10 guys that went through, um, you know, there's not exactly a lack of talent at the quarterback spot. And it looks like Deshaun Watson might get drafted in a lot of drafts, maybe in the, the last couple of rounds, just as a guy taking a flyer on him. But you know, if you get one of the top eight guys and get a decent backup, I mean, you know, there's really, really no, really no need to reach out for a guy who might not even play this year. But looking at this tier, Roz, one name that kind of stands out to me that I don't know if it's a lack of respect or maybe it's just, you know, the offense that they run, but Baker Mayfield being number 18, it, it just, it looks a little low right off the bat for me. I don't know if that, if I'm right or wrong, but it seems a little low. It really does. I don't, he even in big scoring games, he doesn't put up that many fantasy points. Their run game is so prolific. They score often on the ground. Um, he's got a lot of weapons. Again, I'm all on the Cleveland regression train. I think that the Browns are going to be brutally bad and it's going to scare people in the state of Ohio who were expecting a lot this season. Baker's not really a fantasy quarterback to me. Do I think he's got some spunk and can be good 
during the regular season for what actually counts, which is the NFL. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I can't see him ever being on my fantasy team. If that's, that's my take. Yeah. And it was funny. It was, uh, it was two years ago. He was being drafted. I think is like the QB four or five. Yeah. Um, for that massive letdown. So like you said, Roz, a lot of new faces here, a lot of question marks. Um, I'm going to go over two guys who I think have a chance to finish inside the top 10, right? And I'm going to start off with Mr. 30-30 himself, Jameis Winston. I think Winston, from a fantasy and from a betting perspective, this is a guy that I would maybe throw, throw some lunch money on for either MVP or comeback player of the year. Because Winston, uh, you look what he did in Tampa Bay, Roz, um, was not shy about throwing the ball, which is really what you want from a fantasy quarterback. And sitting a year behind Drew Brees, now possibly getting to take the helm, like we said, we don't know yet, but it'd be very hard for me to believe that the Saints are going to start Taysom Hill for this season. Could it happen? Yeah, it could. I just don't see it. Jameis Winston with Sean Payton, with some of those weapons over there, I could see him throwing for 35 or 40 touchdowns in just an electric offense this year with Alvin Kamara being one of the best pass-catching running backs in the league. It doesn't look like you agree with me, though. I don't, I don't know. You don't give $180 million for nothing. And I, first off, let's phrase it. I agree with you completely, right? If Jameis Winston were to be given the helm and they were to run the offense through him and stop doing some of this, pitter-patter, pitter-patter with Taysom Hill in certain situations, the guy could throw 40 touchdowns. Would he throw 40 interceptions with it? Probably, but doesn't matter. The weapons there speak volumes. I think he would instantly bring up Mike T- Michael Thomas's value. Uh, you, there's never been a better swing running back than Alvin Kamara, who you can get the ball to in the open field through the air. I think Winston would be sick. I think he would be drafted low, and I think he would make a difference for fantasy teams. I'm having such a hard time not seeing Taysom Hill, like, splitting more, more possessions than you would want him to have during the course of the season. Again, so much money tied up in Taysom Hill. It seems like Sean Payton has a plan. I, you're, you're more confident in Winston starting than I am, for, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, now we're getting into the, you know, the point now where are these guys going to be starting on our fantasy teams? Like, no. They're not. They're I don't know. Like a, uh, if, if Winston got the it's your ball, kid, uh, I let me tell you, that's a guy you bring back the Crab Shack wits. Crab Shack, that was a that was a wonderful time in my life. Um, Razia, one other guy I wanted to look at was Daniel Jones on the New York Giants. I think this is a make or break year for him. Um, He's shown some flashes in the past, but just like the Giants, just kind of seems like a perpetual disappointment with where we're at right now. But a lot does of he have respect this- too. Below, below Tua, below Ryan Fitzpatrick, below Carson Wentz, below Kirk Cousins. Maybe yeah. I've seen something different. I thought Danny Wheels had a little, little extra pop in him. I don't know. That's a little disrespect yeah. right there. And a little disrespect. And, I, you know, I see Roz this year. I think they've got a solid receiving core. Saquon Barkley coming back healthy. Um, Daniel Jones, I, I would consider him a pretty damn mobile quarterback. Kind of a little bit like a, a little bit above like your Aaron Rodgers level. I think Aaron Rodgers is, I wouldn't say he's that mobile, but he, he gets the job done when he needs to. But I think Daniel Jones has the ability 
to, you know, tack on 25, 30 rushing yards a game. And with this Giants team, if, if he keeps getting better, um, I, I could see him being a top 15 fantasy quarterback. You know, at 21 right now, he's, I'd say, fairly ranked. But he's a guy who could really break out and put up some of those big numbers. Um, I would say kind of similar to like a Josh Allen. I think he's a poor man's version of Josh Allen right now. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree. Um, all right, Wits, we do this every year. Let's do a sleeper who I feel like I've already stated and an absolute bust. I'll let you lead this one off. Ooh, sleeper. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Jalen Hurts. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you consider him a sleeper, but you've know, got him ranked right around nine or ten. I I think he finishes in the top seven. I think you're gonna get a little bit a little bit of positive value out of him this year depending on where you where you draft him um and then bust you know what let's let's not pitter patter around the mid tiers i'm gonna go with lamar jackson finishing out two years in a row by the way and i mean i don't think you can say i was wrong last year he wasn't a bust but there were i think six or seven guys that were better than him and he was being drafted as the qb2 so um i'm gonna go with lamar jackson to finish outside of the top 10 this year my sleeper is matt stafford on a little bit lower than uh wits here i think he's gonna have quite the season busts this year it would be too easy to go with russell wilson but we'll see i mean maybe it's more locked down there but i'm gonna go kyler murray i think um i watched a lot of the end of the season and that's a guy who kind of missed out on their chance to make the postseason. He kind of he kind of took that away from him. I think size is actually a problem for him, opposed to the Drew Brees of the world. Um, we'll see how it goes. I think Kyler, I think what he gets you in the legs, you will not see through the air. And I know he's got D-hop there. I know there's a lot of weapons. But I don't think Arizona is all that good, um, especially on the offensive line, to protect a guy who's constantly getting out of the pocket probably too soon because he can't see in the pocket. So I'm going Kyler Murray for a, for a big bust this year. And there's going to be a lot of people who will take him in the second, third round. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Um, I, can't, I can't disagree with, uh, with the analysis there. I think Kyler Murray is – I think he's fairly ranked, and I think that's about where he's going to finish. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens here. But overall, um, I think Patrick Mahomes, for me, is, is the clear cut number one and then I'll give one other I'd say two guys I think could finish as the QB one this year I think one of them would be Dak Prescott and the other one the polarizing guy I think Russell Wilson I think might put it together for 17 games this year and end up being a a fantasy savior for a lot of people we'll see I'm already looking at next week's running backs tiers oh boy are we about to have a discussion there's no position that might be more important fantasy than the running back because there's so few and far between we'll see there's only three guys in the top tier surprising me leaving a couple people out we'll see I'm very excited to get into it but before we leave we have to talk about the NBA finals the Suns up one game to none game two is tonight You'll have watched that before you listen to this. Phoenix minus four and a half. Um, a line I won't touch. I like the over with you, Wits. I know you're on the Bucks, um, But uh, Giannis, is he the kryptonite to the Bucks? 
I, I'm going to say it again, Roz. I, I think he is. I just don't think they play as well with him on the floor. Um, Drew Holiday was was terrible in game one. I know he put up almost a triple-double, you know, 10, 7, and 9. But he he's a guy kind of look. it looks like he's without a position when Giannis is on the floor because he demands so much of the ball and handling it. Um, I want. I really want to see the Bucks of, you know, the last two games of the Eastern Conference Finals when it was the Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday show. I think they play better basketball that way. But, you know, obviously having a two-time MVP, it'd be hard for people to believe that they could be worse. But I do think that's the case. We'll see tonight. Like you said, Roz, big game, game two. If the Bucks can steal one in Phoenix, I think the series is going to get very interesting. I do like the Bucks tonight. I like them on the money line plus 175. I also like the over 220 and a half, might be 221, depending on where you're looking at. I think there's going to be a relatively fast-paced game. And if you look at the Bucks from game one, they actually shot the ball really well. So they might be thinking, ah, oh, they're due for a regression. But I think Phoenix's trans- transition defense, along with the three-point defense, is not very good. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities there. And then you know, looking for some adjustments on the defensive side of the ball, right? I mean, I think Chris Paul absolutely torched the Bucks in game one. I don't think, I don't think it could get much worse. So they're really going to need to work on their pick and roll defense because Chris Paul was just eating their lunch the entire game. I think they figure it out somewhat. I mean, you can't shut them down the whole game, but I, I like the Bucks to take this one. Um, and I like the over. I'm thinking like 130 to 122. I think it's going to be very high scoring. I do too, and Chris Paul has just been awesome to watch. He's really living up the moment, honestly, or living up to the moment. It's his first time in the finals, and and here we are. Um, Wits, final thoughts of the day are not going to be something I allow you to do. It's going to be something that I am uh, that I'm looking up. We're doing our way too early, and let, just let me know, team, and I'll give you the odds. Our way too early Super Bowl picks. We've got. For me, I'm going Green Bay at 16 to 1. No better value in sports than picking the Super Bowl champion before the season even starts. You guys are going to be upset you didn't take it with me. Um, put as much money as you have. Green Bay Packers will win. That thing's going to drop down to 4 to 1 when Rodgers declares he's a Green Bay Packer. Um, Chiefs are currently plus 450. Buccaneers plus 650. Wits, I'm curious to see, uh, curious to see where your head's at. Uh, Rod, I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints this year. I don't know what the price is. I would assume it's probably in the 15 to 20 to 1 range, but I'm predicting I'm, a I'm scrolling. Here. I'm scrolling. Let me scroll for you. Good, I like 40 to 1 currently 40. is the New Orleans Saints. Okay. I, I will take the Saints. I think it's going to be a huge year from Winston and Peyton and the boys. Um, I, I think this team makes a deep run in the postseason. Wow. We got a surprise. This is one he's going to go down with, much like the Mets. And to be honest, I'm sure he takes the Saints every year, too. No breeze, no worries. Another shot in the breeze, even without him. He's riding the Saints, riding the Mets. Um, and I'm riding the pack into the storm that has been this offseason. So we're coming in hot. Coming in hot. Boo-doo, 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 boo-doo. You know that song? Um, this has been the opening line with your host, Wits and Roz. We'll be back with running backs next week. You can bet your sweet ass Christian McCaffrey deserves to be 1-1 still. Wait to hear it from us first.
Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. 